everybody, it's Al Kendall, and welcome to another edition of Album Sides, where I put together a collection of songs that are connected in some way, and would make up a terrific sign of a vinyl record if anybody had ever been cool enough to put them together and release it as such. Won't you please let me be your K-Tell man? Today on our episode, we have the six degrees of Dr. John and Dr. Hook. That's right, we're going to connect Dr. John and Dr. Hook based on different musicians that they have in common that they've played with. And did you know that neither Dr. John nor Dr. Hook was an actual doctor? It's true. They just made up the names. Now, I, on the other hand, actually played in a band with an actual doctor. When I was with Liz Pinnock and Dr. Blues, great blues duo uh, currently in Florida, um, uh, Dr. Blues is an actual psychiatrist, or was, I believe. Um, now, his last name is not actually Blues, I will admit that. Uh, but he was an actual doctor, unlike Dr. John and Dr. Hook. Now, And did you know, also, Dr. Hook, not even a real person. No, there was no Dr. Hook, but yeah, not really. Anyway, um, now the guy we think of as Dr. Hook is actually, or was, a guy named Ray Sawyer. Uh, who was born on February 1st, 1937. And he wasn't even the lead singer. We just associate him with the, the band, mostly. Um, he was mostly uh, just a backing vocalist, percussionist, except he did sing lead on the cover of The Rolling Stone, which is probably the song they're best known for. In 1967, though, before the band or any of that stuff, he was about giving up on music. Set out for Oregon to be a logger, as in with trees and stuff was involved in an auto accident in which he lost his eye. I think it's his left eye, but I won't swear to that. Uh, so he starts wearing an eye patch. Well, he decided he was not meant to drive out west, and he thought he'd stay around the south and everything and continue with the whole music thing. Uh, ended up in a band, and his eye patch wearing uh, inspired the band's name, which originally was Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show Tonic for the Soul, which they shortened to Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show, and most of us just call them Dr. Hook. Uh, now, the funny part is, uh, right, so the eye patch, you know, oh, it makes everybody think Captain Hook, Peter Pan. Or does it? Because, you know, Captain Hook didn't even have an eye patch, right? I mean, he had the hook for a hand. Uh, so, I don't know. It wasn't really a very good connection, but, you know, whatever. Um uh, he also, he never went by the name Dr. Hook. It's kind of like Pink Floyd and Leonard Skinner and things like that, right? They're like, which one are you Dr. Hook? And they would basically always send them to the bus driver and call him Dr. Hook. Uh, so I guess that was his 15 minutes of fame. But Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show uh, had 10 top 40 hits. And some of those were written by the cartoonist poet Shel Silverstein, who you probably best know as the author of the Giving Tree, among other great works. But enough of Dr. Hook. We're actually going to start with Dr. John, right? We're going to connect Dr. John with Dr. Hook in the six degrees of rock and roll. Now, John was born Malcolm John Rebenack Jr. in New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, you can't be born and raised in New Orleans and not be influenced by the Zydeco and jazz music of the area, uh, as well as the voodoo culture. All that kind of swirled together to inspire his persona, Dr. John. 
uh, he did start out mainly as a guitarist. Actually, he played a few different instruments, but he was mostly a guitarist um, until he had his left ring finger nearly shot off in an incident in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, I don't know what the incident was, but I've heard a lot of bad stories about playing in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, no offense to my friends and family down there, uh, but it can be a rough place. Uh, just ask Graham Parker. He's got a great song about playing in Jacksonville. So uh, stuff can happen, man. Um, but so uh, Mac, uh, as he was known in those days, moved over to piano. He ended up moving out to Los Angeles, where he landed a lot of session work as a part of the Wrecking Crew, who were the famed musicians who backed up all the hits in the late 60s, early 70s, from the Beach Boys to the Partridge family. Now, <clears throat> Dr. John has put out an awful lot of good music on his own, uh, although he only had one top 40 hit. That was, of course, Right Place, Wrong Time. But on our playlist, I would like to use his Grammy Award-winning 1989 duet with Ricky Lee Jones called Making Whoopi. Making Whoopi, as we all know, is simply means celebrating one's marriage. Correct. Well, apparently that's the way it started out. However, a lot of people associate it with another way that we celebrate our marriages um, and focuses on the more sordid details of uh, consummation, uh, especially if you grew up in the 70s watching Match Game with Gene Rayburn. You all know what making Whoopi is all about. Uh, we are also going to include on our playlist Ricky Lee Jones' top five hit, Chuck E's In Love, which also features Dr. John on keys. So we really only need one of these because our first connection is from Dr. John to Ricky Lee Jones. But I, I, we have room on that record album for 25 minutes worth of music, so we can actually uh, toss a lot of these tunes in there. Chuck E. Now, this is actually a part uh, based on a true story. <laughs> Chuck E., and it's not the word Chucky like the doll, uh, but it's Chuck, middle initial E, refers to a poet friend of Ricky Lee Jones named Chuck E. Weiss, or Weiss, I don't know how he pronounces it, uh, who uh, is friends with Ricky Lee and her boyfriend at the time, the amazing singer-songwriter Tom Waits. That's right, Ricky Lee Jones, Tom Waits. Talk about the coolest couple of the 70s, man. Uh, but Chuck E., as they called him, disappeared for some time, and the couple were understandably curious as to what had happened to him. One day, Waits gets a call, uh, talks on the phone for a bit, listens for a bit, and when he gets off the phone, he turns to Jones and says, well, Chucky's in, uh, well, Chucky's in love. I don't know. That's my best Tom Waits impression. Can't do it. Anyway, so she loved the phrase, Chucky's in love, and turns around and writes a hit song out of it. Now, another keyboard player on her, uh, that song was on her debut album, 1979. Another keyboard player on that album was Randy Newman, who most of us know for his hit Short People from the 70s. But the kids these days know him for You've Got a Friend in Me and all kinds of other Pixar uh, movies, Toy Story. And I think he does music for Cars and a lot of, a lot of those Pixar films. <clears throat> but Randy Newman also did the original version, wrote and recorded the original version of You Can Leave Your Hat On. Now, this was in 1972, but of course Joe Cocker remade it in the 80s or 90s, something like that. Uh, but on the original version, it featured uh, the slide guitar of Ry Cooter. All right, so we've connected Dr. John with Ricky Lee Jones and Randy Newman, really, but Ricky Lee Jones and Randy Newman. So there's our second 
degree. <clears throat> Randy Newman played with Ry Cooter. There's our third degree. Ry Cooter also played guitar on Eric Clapton's Money and Cigarettes album uh, from the late 70s, uh, and I believe, or maybe early 80s. I can't remember the exact year. I believe the big hit on that album was uh, I've Got a Rock and Roll Heart, uh, but that's not a very cool song. <laughs> so I'm going to use The Shape You're In, which is a way cooler song with uh, Ry Cooter on slide guitar. Now, Cooter was also in a super group called Little Village with my man, Nick Lowe, uh, drummer Jim Kel Keltner, and the great John Hyatt. So we'll do some Little Village on here uh, from 1992. Uh, I think we'll use Inside Job, which is one that Hyatt sings as well as his solo hit, Slow Turning, which featured backing vocals of a guy named Dennis, and I promised myself I was going to rehearse this before recording, and I forgot to, but uh, Dennis <clears throat> the Courier. That's pretty good. I'm going to stick with that. Uh, I apologize if I mispronounced it. It's the best I can do. Uh, but he is a great singer, just doing backing vocals on the John Hyatt tune. But he's probably best known as the lead singer on hits like When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman, Baby Makes Her Blue Jeans Talk, a lot of those things, which were, of course were hits for Dr. Hook and The Medicine Show <coughs> featuring Ray Sawyer. <laughs> so even though uh, uh, those songs are cool, uh, we're going to include my favorite, which is Making Love and Music from 1977 on our playlist. And we'll probably throw in the cover of The Rolling Stone as a bonus track on the cassette edition or something like that. So, so to recap, on our six degrees of rock and roll connecting Dr. John and Dr. Hook, Dr. John played with Ricky Lee Jones. Ricky Lee Jones played with Randy Newman. That's two. Randy Newman played with Ry Cooter. That's three. Ry Cooter and jo John Hyatt was four. John Hyatt and Dennis LeCourier was five. And Dennis, of course, was in Dr. Hook with Ray Sawyer. Uh, and we are recording this on February 1st. So happy birthday to Ray. Uh, may he rest in peace. So I want to thank you for joining me here on Album Sides. If you would like to contact us, uh, we are uh, on Facebook. Look us up, like us, follow us. At Al Kendall's album signs, Al, <laughs> sorry, Al dash bum signs. Okay, there is a dash in there, so that might help you find it. Um, the podcast is posted on Buzzsprout uh, initially, but it's also shared on iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all kinds of places. I encourage you to check it out on Spotify, though, because I take the podcast and put it in a playlist with all the songs uh, that we just talked about. So you can listen to some of those if you're not familiar with them, or at least not familiar with the versions that we talked about. Um, and if you would like to uh, make any suggestions, any comments, please, I encourage you to get a hold of me. You can email me at albumsides, one word, at yahoo.com, or message me on Facebook at Al Kendall's Album Sides. Uh, we're also on Twitter, but we don't know what to do with Twitter, so feel free to make some suggestions on that. And if you want me to connect any two figures in rock and roll on the Six Degrees, then let me know your suggestions. I want to thank you. Once again, I am Al Kendall. And until next time, why don't you keep it in the groove? <laughs>